Arthur Pollock is a friend, neighbor, and for now an attorney representing the McKetchins and says Stan's art is universally loved. Puts a smile on a lot of people's faces, not only from Butte County or state of California, but all over the United States. Pollock says irregardless of whose property the artwork is on, why he wonders are the patents making a fuss. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not. Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. Welcome to Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. How are you guys? It's, uh, there's a lot going on, but you know something? Hey, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, you're listening one of three ways through my website, markscalia.com. And check out more of that site because I'm constantly updating the calendar and I've got some other things coming up and you want to check that out, be part of that. Also, if you're listening to that speaker box through my website, you can click it. If you want to be more participant, you can click the box you're listening to, and that will send you right over to the broadcasting site, which is Mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com, and then you can sign on using a Facebook address, and then you can be part of our live chat. And if you can't listen live, because that's how we broadcast, if you cannot listen live, you can listen to the slightly edited for time podcast version of the show, available through iTunes and Google Play. So... If you're new to the show, I start the show exactly the same way every single time and I bring you up to speed about what's been going on with the happening now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? That's it. When? Just now. We're at now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. And we have, (laughs) this is the funniest thing. We, it seems like every Wednesday we get hit with a snowstorm, and again it's Wednesday, and we're getting hit with another snowstorm. And they're calling this is Winter Storm Toby, by the way, which not very threatening for a snowstorm name, but it, it, there's so many names. <laughs> but this is our fourth one, two, three, fourth snowstorm, and it's a nor'easter. So they've nicknamed this the Fourth Easter. <laughs> Fucking, they are bored. Weather people are so bored. But here's the funny thing. We were supposed to start getting snow at around 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And I don't have a single, not a single flake has hit at all. And I would go live to to weather. Actually, I can't. Let me do, I, I, you know what, I can't, I can do that. Let me use uh, my brand new iPad, which I'm not a big fan of the Mac, but uh, I love the iPad. So let's see. Do I have weather in here? Uh, I don't know if I actually ever did that. Lifestyle. It must have been a lifestyle. Uh, no, I got my find my phone. I got all this other crap. 
You know what I can do? I it's probably whether it's probably on my phone. It's easier on my phone. Yeah, let's do this. On my phone. Because the phone's quicker to access. Right now it says 38 degrees. And it's supposed to get warmer and warmer and warmer. And let's see. Not a single lick of snow. AccuWeather. Boom. Let's do that. I love the AccuWeather app. Let's see if I see a map. Maps. Radar. (laughs) Radar. Here's the funny thing. There's like this giant U going from around Concord, New Hampshire, all the way down to just north of Providence, wrapped around all the way out to the waterline, and there's no snow yet. Like, it's snowing in Providence, but it's not snowing in Boston yet. So, what we're supposed to... Originally, they were like, oh my God, look, it's another one. We got another snowstorm. Please. Originally, we were supposed to get... They were predicting... 12 to 14 inches then they redid it and then they figured oh no we're not going to get 12 to 14 we're going to get like between 9 and 12 then they adjusted it again and now we're supposed to get between 6 and 8 and it's like i just i hate the freaking out portion of the program i really do so and I wanted to stay. I wanted to not talk about the weather at one point because it makes me sound old. Hey, have you seen the weather? Oh, it's fucking weather. So, but big news. Something in my lifetime. A big like I've seen a lot of stores close, big chains, and I think Sears and Kmart are next on the block. But I remember as a kid, I grew up with Zares or Zare. I don't know if you guys remember Zare or Almies. Uh, J.C. Penny, which is kind of still around, but um, there was a, a bunch of there was Purity Supreme, which was a, a grocery market that closed. Um, there was Osco Drug, which was gone. All these stores have closed because of essentially because of the mega stores, because of Walgreens and because of Target and all these stores, and, and they can't compete. And one of my childhood favorite stores when i was a kid i would i would do errands around the neighborhood i would run to the grocery store i would shovel or i would sweep or i would do odds and ends jobs as a kid i was just doing kid work and i would make you know a couple bucks for so i would save all my money and i would go and i'd buy toys um child world was one of the stores i would go to and when child world closed it bummed me out completely because i used to get all the coolest toys there and there was another toy store that was around for a very long time. Toys R Us. Toys R Us is gone. And there's this guy, Chase Hallfielder. He did this really funny song. <laughs> and if you're familiar with Toys R Us, you'll know the lyrics. But he made it very sad. I don't want to grow up. I'm a toy. There's a million toys at Toys R Us that I could play with From bikes and trains to video games It was the biggest toy store there is I don't want to grow It would say Gee Whiz there Because if I did, I wouldn't be It's so fucking sad. 
Yes, Toys R Us is closed. It's done. It's over. Finito done. And it's 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 sad. Apparently, everybody grew up and went, fuck it. We don't need toys anymore. <laughs> so Toys R Us is gone. So again, we've had Toys R Us. we got all the snow, the Toys R Us. And speaking of snowy weather, there's... <laughs> I, I created this. This is a, now a new update. Don't know why there's no sun up in the sky. Stormy weather. S- Stormy. Since my <laughs> man and I together. The, the porn star. Who uh, alleged, and I have to say allegedly, allegedly had an affair. He probably did. But he allegedly had an affair with the president. Who cares? First of all, it was before he became president. And, you know, he fucked around on his wife. And that's bad. Let me just say that. That's bad, not good. But that's between him and his wife, clearly. And, I mean, he's he's demonstrated his character hundreds of times before that so you can't really get mad at the guy for going look you know i had sex with the porn star i didn't um there was i never did but if i did that'd be fucking cool so so we never but she's back in the news apparently there's pictures of her being strapped to a lie detector (laughs) she passed a lie detector test which everybody knows they're not admissible so it doesn't matter even maury has got you know lie detector tests going on (laughs) But she's back in the news, and the story won't go away. It just won't, and you can't care because this guy's fucking unbelievable. He's—it's unbelievable the shit that he's just denying or saying, and he's not—he's—he's he's not a great fucking dude. He's—he's he's fucking a lot of stuff up. It, matter of fact, and um, and the Austin, Austin, Texas, there was a series of bombings, c- killed a few people. And last night, they uh, police got in a shootout with this guy who blew himself up and blah, blah, blah. But apparently, that's the suspect. Fucking Trump, Trump goes on Twitter and goes, dead, good job. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? You can't keep saying shit like this in public. You just can't. And the other thing is, uh, Russian election, Putin got reelected. It's Everybody knows or everybody believes it is a corrupt election. He <laughs> he fucking poisons people. He tried to he tried to he's people to try. He poisoned an ex-spy in the UK. He fucking or had him done. I don't think he did it personally. But in the fucking Trump calls him up and goes, "Congratulations on your new <laughs> your election." It's he fucking, he's killing everybody. And that's how he got elected again. I mean, and here's the thing. If you want to call the man up, here's the thing. If you want to play the game, you call him up and go, congratulations. That's it. You don't tell the media. You told, <laughs> you just don't fucking do that. I don't, I don't get what's wrong with people. Just what the fuck is wrong with him? And speaking of the White House. You know, every week we're doing it, and we got to do it again. The White House update. The American dream 
is dead. I can only say this, there was absolutely no collusion. Everybody knows it. I will be the greatest jobs president that God ever created. You're all fired. <laughs> Another one. Another one gone. And if you're playing at home, this is number 20. Since his election, 20 people have resigned, quit, or been fired. Number 20, just this past few couple days ago, March 13th, Rex Tillerson, Secretary of State, fired. <laughs> fired. What the fuck is going on? I, you know something? I should actually do a little bit more research and find out if this is normal. <laughs> because... The, everything this guy has done has been super magnified and super analyzed, and nobody brings up what's happened in the past. I'm sure there were firings and relocations and blah, blah, blah in past administrations, but everything this guy does is super fucking. Another one. Poor Rex Tillerson goes the way of the dodo. That's <laughs> crazy. But I don't know. I just, I don't know. And we got another. Got another two and a half, three years <laughs> to deal. <sighs> I don't. How many more can go? How many more can go? I don't know. But we're gonna do a quick. We're gonna do it. You know, let's just end this. Let's just end this segment. <laughs> it's, it's almost depressing. I'd rather it snows. I'd really do. I would rather it fucking snows. But here's what we're going to do, guys. We're going to take our first break. So that's been the uh, the Happening Now update. Let's take our first break. And during the break, we're, you're going to get a chance to listen to my guest. David McLaughlin was, will be joining us. And David has been part of the Salem Comedy and Paris Festival. He's an a, a amazing comic working on He's a writer. He does all this thing. His stuff has been on Funny or Die video. He's done all this stuff. Oh, Jason just joined us. Hey, Jason. Um, we're just about to take our break and listen to the guest. So you're ju- you pretty much just made it because my ramblings don't mean a fucking thing in this fucking world so so when we come back david mclaughlin will be joining us and you're going to get a chance to listen to him and how funny he is during the break and then of course with me ladies and gentlemen you're listening to radio irregardless we'll be right back From 1981 to 1992, saxophone usage and songs were 9 out of 10. However since 1993 modern day songs featuring saxophones have decreased 87%. Because of this, most of today's saxophones have been abandoned, and some, homeless. At the United Saxophone Usage of America, we provide songs for saxophones. For just pennies a day, you can help these instruments desperately in need. Meet Kenny. Falling on tough times, he performs in adult films. Thanks to your contributions, he is playing in the rendition of Greece for the Robin Kowalski Middle School. Our mission at USUA is to get saxophone usage back to what it was over two decades ago. Please give to the United Saxophone Usage of America, because we can all use a little more sax. Hi, this is comedian actor John M. Keating, and you're listening to Radio Irregardless. Hosted by my very good, dear friend, Mark Scalia. Okay, yeah, that's good. You can just put whatever he wants in there. I don't give a shit. Whatever. Yeah, I got a big family. I got uh, two brothers in my family who became Mormon. Like, a lot of things changed about them. 
like uh, how I feel about them. <laughs> they use like a lot more antiquated expressions. They say things to me like, oh, this is going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> Which has got to be the most innocent way to travel to hell. <laughs> Like, what better way to prove that you don't belong there than swinging in on a little picnic basket? <laughs> I'm, I'm very concerned that they're going to try and convert me. Because I'm not baptized myself, so I'm sort of like a free agent to them. And like, on top of that, I don't swear. And I don't drink coffee. So I won't have the energy to stop them. <laughs> <laughs> they're, uh, they're very charitable, though. Like, uh, one of them did the Big Brother, Big Sister program. You know, it's a great cause, but, uh... Could've just hung up with me. <laughs> like, they had three other brothers to choose from. And they chose to outsource the job. <laughs> Just saying, you can sit me down, you know, I'll talk to you about lunch. I'm sure we have a lot in common. <laughs>you're back in Radio War regardless with me your host Mark Scalia and that was a weird little glitch I just had for no fucking reason but joining me via the Facebook Messenger app is the aforementioned very funny David McLaughlin everyone how are you David I'm well thank you oh it's good it's good to have you on especially in this non-snowy fucking did you hear? Did, now you're not getting snow where you are, are you? Um, I'm actually I'm in Boreca right now, so we're supposed to get like three to five, but that's morphed. Yeah, like over the past week from like zero to twelve to twenty. You know, <laughs> I don't I don't understand how you could be that wrong. Like that's not even close. That's like I'm either gonna hit you in the face, or I'm never gonna see you. I mean, that's <laughs> there's no real. Uh, they should so, just go prices right rules. Just guess zero every time. <laughs> so if yeah, but if you get it right on, you win a car or something like that, isn't that the? I haven't watched Prices Right in a long time, but enough about that. So David, here's the thing: if you want to uh, free stock David McLaughlin, you can visit it. And let me put this all in the chat. Uh, let's see. You had an Instagram thing, and I, I, you just sent me the link for Instagram, but you didn't actually tell me what your handle was on Instagram. Oh, it's the same as my Twitter. It's at David McLaughlin. Oh, there you go. So here's let me do that because I'll I'll adjust that in the in the in the chat as well. So let me put this in and then I can officially say it for my podcast people. There it is. It's all in the chat now. Message could not be sent at this time. Oh, I hate my life. Oh, how do you refresh this? I hate using Safari too. There we go. Well, that's my name. I, I don't think I've posted a single thing on Instagram. Like, I got it, like, a week ago. I really thought that Instagram, like, it wasn't going to catch on. <laughs> I, I still don't think it's going to catch on. Oh, Is yeah, it... it's just as big as Facebook at this point. But you know what? That bubble's going to burst. I'm waiting for the next thing. Oh, what? 
<laughs> well, let me let me do that. I'm for some reason. You know, this is why I do the show live so I can have all these glitches. I just put it in. Let's try this again. For some reason, the whole thing was all glitchy. So let me do this again. Uh, and I'm sorry, I'll get to you in a moment. Uh, control C and then Control V. There we go. Now you're all copied and pasted. Let's see if it lets me put it in the chat now. Boom, boom, booyah. There we go. Now it's in the chat. <laughs> I just like it was on and then it logged me off and then it put me. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Anyway, here's the thing. Now, you say that Instagram, you didn't think it was going to cat catch on. I didn't think Snapchat was going to be a thing either. But did you hear all the controversy about Rihanna? Oh, she got like what? Like one point five billion or something like that. Or yeah. Am I completely miss uh, reading that? It's no. The, I guess Snapchat did a thing. Would you rather <laughs> would you rather punch Chris Brown or slap Rihanna, or something like that. And of course, then they issue an apology, but, uh, you know, it only lasts four seconds, so it doesn't fucking matter. It's fucking Snapchat, who cares? But let me do this. But if you want to freestock David, uh, you can you can freestock. It's David McLaughlin. Let me spell this out for you. Um, and, and you spelled it with a G in your Twitter, so it's D-A-V-I-D-M-C-G-L-O-F-F. L-I-N. Did I say that? Get that right? That is, that is correct. Okay. And then he's on Instagram. Same thing. And But if you want to forget about all that, you can just visit his website, David McLaughlin Comedy. Now, this is spelled different because this is your actual name. David, yeah. it's David, D-A-V-I-D, McLaughlin, M-C-L-A-U-G-H-L-I-N, C-O-M-E-D-Y dot com. David McLaughlin Comedy. Now, why? how could you not be a comic? You're worth <laughs> laughing your fucking name. That's perfect. Uh, I just have very modest expectations. I don't <laughs> want people seeing the word laugh up there and thinking <laughs> that's what they're going to get. Now, why did you spell it different in Twitter and Instagram? Uh, so there's a few reasons why. One, uh, the real spelling was taken. That's the number one. Okay. Uh, number two, there's actually another comedian named David McLaughlin, I guess. I'm guilty of Googling myself, <laughs> plus comedy. And, like, someone else already beat me to it. Oh. And then uh, Gloth is kind of a nickname I have at work, so I figured I would just make it that. Right. and That's it's, more for It's spelled phonetically, which is good. That's all fine. You know, the big complaint about millennials is there's no good screen names anymore. <laughs> Like, that's what you have to fucking complain about. That's the best. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much caught in that. Oh, like my mine. See, I have never had any problem with my name. I, it's nobody's got my name, which is great. I'm like the last one or the only exist. There's only other one. Other, there's two Mark Scalia's somewhere else. One is a trumpet player down Louisiana and the other is some kind of pedophile somewhere. <laughs> so this there's a huge range of opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> But you're you're fairly new to the comedy game, my friend, aren't you? You only been doing a few years, five years, something like that. Um, well, consistently, like two years. My first set was like May of 2014. Wow. Oh, God bless you, and you love it, right? Yeah, I mean, like that's what I've always wanted to do. So it's really influenced every decision I've made, <laughs> school-wise and career-wise. Well, you actually went to Emerson, correct? 
Uh, yeah. You went. My wife actually went to Emerson. She's uh, she was on, and now she's not on. I don't know. She's she's at a hotel in Boston right now, so I don't I don't know what that chick is doing. Why is this? Here we go. Let me reload the page. Maybe that's it. I can't see anything. There we go. All right. I'm having some glitches tonight. I'm trying to have a conversation with David. Don't fuck with me, Safari. I hate Safari. It's it's like the it's it's the bargain basement of web browsers. I hate it. I'm a Google guy, but I can't have Google because if somebody tries to contact me, Google Hangouts will ring. It's insane. So you went to Emerson, and again, my wife is a graduate of Emerson. And what did you uh, would you graduate with a degree in? Uh, oh, it's long. I I got a degree. <laughs> In visual and media arts production with a concentration in writing for film and television. And then on job applications, I got to point out my two minors, comedy writing and performance, as well as women's gender and sexuality studies. What? (laughs) Out of all the things you mentioned, I'm curious about the latter. The latter happened. Well, first, like I was just sort of saying like, oh, I should minor in this like a joke. But then it turns out Emerson... (laughs) They really make you take a lot of the classes already. So, like, I was, like, one away from getting it. And <laughs> for that reaction alone, I'm like, I, I got to I gotta take the class. Oh, I got to finish this minor. What What did it go over? I'm curious. Um, I mean, like, it went over uh, just, the, like, the full game. Like, my first class was, like, American Woman Writers. Then I had to do intro to women's gender and sexuality studies. That sounds I'd dirty. A, a, <laughs> <laughs> I had to take like a psychology of prejudice class, and then I'm forgetting the fourth one. So well, oh. it was only like four classes, but a psychology of prejudice. Yeah. I don't. I maybe it's because I'm a guy, and I don't. And I've said this on air many times, and I've said it on stage. I don't get it. I, do, I I almost got in a fight with a woman on last Saturday night at I was at Dick Doherty's uh, club in Worcester, and a woman st- like I'm on stage and a woman stood up and walked to the stage. She goes, um, a, "That a, that's that's offensive." I mean, she was obviously drunk, but she goes, "That was offensive." And I'm like, "What was offensive? What part? What do you think?" I think I said something about you have you have almost all you have half the money and all the pussy. <laughs> I think I said that. <laughs> Which, which is kind of accurate. It's, I mean, if, if anything, it's almost sixty percent. Women control like fifty. So women, men are not minorities anymore. I mean, women are minorities anyway. Go well, yeah, I mean, like when you walk that. into a comedy club, you are, you're expecting jokes anyway. So, if I mean, she watched like the news at all in the past five years, you'd be like, oh, this is a common <laughs> controversy that pops up in comedy clubs. I'm yeah. surprised that she's getting so. For, like, the women's studies classes, like, as you can imagine, a lot of those classes are taken by, like, other women, right? Yeah. But here's the thing. Like, they already know the information. (laughs) Really? Like, that's, like, an easy A for them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would get that. Like, women's health. You get it. You already, you're like, there. I'm the, one, I'm the one who's supposed to be taking the class. Like, I'm the one who doesn't know the information. <laughs> that is fucking funny. Oh, my God, that's fucking funny. So, you're not only well, you're a comedy writer. <clears throat> excuse me. You've written a couple things for uh, Funny or Die? Uh, yeah, that's, that's right. Um, like, last year... 
I went there. I was interning for them, and they have this thing called the Pitch App. It's sort of like you can just like buy and like, or you buy and sell jokes through your phone, pretty much. So they ask for jokes and articles and things like that, and I've been able to consistently sell them. Nice. It's fantastic, man. Do they pay well? It's, um, it's like they range from anywhere from ten dollars to seventy five. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's like a joke. Yeah, I get you. Mm-hmm. Lots fun. of times they go into like their social media or like listicles. I've been pretty fortunate this year, though. I actually, I have to. Cl- well, I guess it depends how you look at it. I have to claim it on my taxes this year, which on one end, like I don't want to give the money back, but on the other, it's kind of like a feather in my cap. Like, yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm making enough at this. <laughs> Nice, good for you. And only been doing comedy two years. That's that's fantastic. You writing credit and all that. And you now, I visited your website, and you have a couple things. Are you an artist? Because there's this thing called the Dave the IT guy. Tell me about that. <laughs> that was um, a little animation I did. Um, I was sort of hoping like to make that into a series, but obviously production for an animation is just so intensive that it's tough to keep on top of. But yeah. if I ever get a meeting or someone sees it i mean I'll, I'll pitch that to them as hey this is something i would like to pursue further but looking at it now i guess it's very similar to dr cat's professional therapist yeah <laughs> i saw the animation and i'm like well it's it's not animated it's it's just it's it's still isn't it well it's like old school animation so it's like frame by frame, frame by frame individually yeah. drawn animation sweet <laughs> So as far as comedy goes, um, now do you enjoy? Now here's the question, and it's always kind of a weird thing because I, I, and I love posing this to people who do multiple things within within the uh, the entertainment field: stand up, writing, or the animation. Which would you want to do? Uh, which are you more uh, leaning towards? I guess as a permanent career, like you can do. Like I can't not do this one. I could do the other two or whatever. I think no matter what, like stand up, like is what I would like to like to do. But like, I think stand up will always just be a part of my life, just because it's almost like a therapeutic type of thing for me. <laughs> so like, no matter no matter what job I have, like stand up, something I'll always want to have at least on the side. But uh, I would say like I'd like to write for like a late night show. That would definitely be my my go to. Well, there's there's been a lot of comics from Boston, especially from Boston, who have gone on to uh, write and actually got co-producing credits. Um, uh, Billy Martin, who was originally from Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, and then he moved to Boston. He was hosting Nick's Comedy Stop at the Kowloon forever, and uh, he is now producing uh, segments on the Bill Maher Show, so he's doing all right. Uh, Brian Powers, Brian Longwell. Um, uh, not Brian Longwell, but Brian Powers is uh, writing jokes for I think either Conan or or Kimmel, one of the two. So yeah, there's a, a huge lucrative career. I mean, a lot of people go, well, do you want see? If you want to be famous, <laughs> that's different. Then, you can, but if you want to make a lot of money, you can be a writer. <laughs> Just be a writer. Well, I mean, like making money and writing. I mean, like that. That would be the best. I mean, like I'd like to be able to actually go out in public and then and not have people know who i am that seems like the best yeah yeah you get the best of both i used to think i wanted to be famous like i wanted to be so famous i couldn't go somewhere to for a restaurant and then i uh, read steve martin's book and i was like "Mm, no no i don't want to do that (laughs) 
It's much easier. Uh, Just to, you know, I want the huge paycheck and I want to be left alone. Maybe that's the best way to go. <laughs> exactly. And that book is great. I love it. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah. I actually got his audio book and he narrates it, which is fantastic because, you know, when you write your own thing, you deliver it exactly how you remember it. So it's it's got that nice feel. I like when authors actually uh, audio um, record their own books. Uh, it's I, I I think it's a better way to do it. So when you get, when you get super famous, Dave, and you do your autobiography, you've got to narrate it yourself. Yeah, I'll be sure to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, like all the com- they love quoting the like. There's one quote in the whole book that every comic likes to do. And it's like the be so good that they can't deny you. Yeah. One whole book, 200 pages. They whittle it down to one sentence. (laughs) Well, that's, well, there's a, there's a a variation of that. And I always say this to people. I go, they go, how do I, I want to close. I want to close. I want to close. I want to move up the ranks. I want to move up, you know, from opener to middle to middle of headliner. And I go, first of all, when you make the middle fucking stop, because that's the best place to be. <laughs> it is because you do uh, 20 to 30 minutes. Nobody's there to see you. The crowd's already warmed up and then you fucking leave the room. You know, there's no pressure to close the show out and it's decent money. Uh, that's the first thing. The second thing is if you want to climb the ranks, all you got to do is make who's ever behind you, who's ever after you work their ass off. And that's it. When you start cutting in to the next performer's time by you know, five to six to seven minutes, then you need to be in that spot. That's the way it works. So it's exactly the way it works. But, you know, who am I? I've only been doing it almost 30 years. So who the fuck, <laughs> what, what, what the fuck do I know? Everybody's like, no, that's not the way it works anymore. It's like, well, three-person shows don't work anymore. They're all doing showcases, right, most of the time. Yeah, I, some of those showcases, too, are way too long. Oh, my God. Oh, my they God. They have, like, 12 comics doing, like, seven minutes, and it's like – I. Hour, hour 10 is like the cap for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I've always, I always thought all shows should be 90 minutes or less. Hour and 15 is usually the best way to go. But an hour and a half, I mean, you can shave 15. Because I've always seen it that, you know, because I'm, I'm mostly going last, the, the last 10 or 15 minutes are the hardest to work, especially if they've seen, you know, two acts doing 25 minutes each. And it's like, that's a 15-minute show before you even get there. Exactly. So I can imagine, but it's like act after act after act after act after act. <laughs> you, if you're like you're like nine out of twelve or something like that, and you're uh, like, "Jeez." Yeah, I'll be back in an hour. <laughs> Where's your favorite room to play in Boston? Um, the, well, the Boston I mean, area, I, I should say. Well, whenever I can get the chance, like uh, the comedy studio is definitely like my favorite to like be on a show at. Mm. Um, I actually. Have you I played the new on. location in Somerville? Um, no, I mean, they're still building that. That's yeah. probably going to open up in, like, July. Oh, he's moving fast on that, then. I, I'm lucky, though. I'm, like, I live, like, down the street from there. So when I found out it's moving <laughs> so close to me, I'm like, yes, my commute just got cut yeah. by, like, 20 minutes. Well, Somerville is, like, the new, I mean, uh, you could, I, Somerville, we used to call it Slummerville. It used to be a shitty part of Massachusetts it was horrible and now Somerville is like like Cambridge and you can't touch it you can't even drive in it anymore there's just you know and this club after club after club going on it's insane yeah there's like a ton of pop-up shows that seems to be happening all in Somerville 
not to mention the studio moving there and they'll have comedy like every night of the week. Yeah, and they'll they'll push out hopefully they'll push out the pretenders, which is you know, I hope. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but it, it, let me let me do this. Um I'm still having some glitches. I'm gonna reset everything. Plus I wanna I wanna talk a little bit more. And uh, now we got um when I, when I first started the show we had nobody and then we had like five or six people pop on and then so I can't tell who's on because my nobody's chatting, and I don't know if it's because of my website or whatever. So I'm going to investigate that while we take our second break. And after the break, Dave, I'm Dave. Now, prefer do you prefer David or Dave? Um, I've been going with David, but honestly, I'm just psyched when people remember my name. <laughs> All right, so I will go with David. I will be, and to me, David is a formal name, but David is somebody I would yell. I was like, "What the fuck, David?" I mean, I've had bad experiences with a couple Davids in my life, but that's neither here nor there. But this is a good experience. So let's take our break. And when I come back, I want to play a game with you. And you're going to play against my listening audience, but I'll explain that when we come back. So hang on through the break. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Radio Regardless, and we shall be right back. Are you seasonally depressed? If so, CSUN Depressitol may be right for you. Millions are already taking CSUN Depressitol. Some people have had changes in behavior, hostility, agitation, anxiety, anger, constipation, excessive gas, and vomiting. If taking CSUN Depressitol has any of the aforementioned effects, stop taking it immediately. Get on a plane, buy a sun lamp, yell at strangers. Good luck. It's going to be a long one. Hi, this is Kathleen Tomorrow the tallest female comedian in Boston comedy. And you're listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. I am on this show because I am looking for that single gentleman, and I just don't think things are working out for me. And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and still on the Facebook Messenger app, David McLaughlin. And again, you can check him on, on Twitter and Instagram. He's at David McLaughlin, David, M-C-G-L-O-F-F-L-I-N. That's both ways. But you can check out his website, David McLaughlin, spelled the way it should be spelled, McLaughlin, M-C-L-A-U-G-H-L-I-N-C-O-M-E-D-Y.com. Freestock him. He loves to... <laughs> I say freestock all the time, but people are so lazy. They just cyberstock people now. Nobody even... Nobody even really hunts anybody down anymore. Not the good old days. <laughs> anyway. I just picture someone at home just like furiously writing the correct spelling of my name to check out my Twitter. <laughs> they go, like, I don't know who this guy is. Let me fuck with him. It's cyberbully. It's real. <laughs> anyway, uh, one of my listeners, I forgot that his dog's name is Dave. And it's not it, like he's got a, his dog's name is Dave, which... I don't think do- I don't think pets should have real people's names. I never. I always felt uncomfortable with that. They should be named like Princess or Duke or um, uh, you know something, but not fucking Dave. Anyway, the Dave his dog is cool, but <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. So uh, let's do this. So I worked out all the bugs. Everything seems to be working on the the website as well. And I I probably shouldn't do the show live for this particular reason, but I do because I do. So here's what I'm going to do. Since we're since we're always talking about your name, David, 
And I, I, and again, I think I told you that we talked about this during the pre-show. Um, I've had a couple guests. I, I have some, I've had some Daves, but I've never had a David. Like, never. But and I go, do you want to be called David? And they go, like, no, Dave, Dave, Dave. But you prefer David, and which is really great. So what I did is, at one point, I played uh, a game with one of my listeners called Dave's Not Here. But we're going to play a different game, similar in fact, but a different game. It's called Dave's Still Not Here. Open up the door, it's Dave. Who? Dave, D-A-V-E. Will you open up the goddamn door? Yeah, Dave. Dave? Right, man, Dave. Now, will you open up the door? Dave's not here. (laughs) Here we go. That's from Cheech and Chong. I don't know if you know that. Mm-hmm. Did you? I have I have the actual album, an actual album of that's the Cheech and Chong's greatest hit. I'm always afraid of telling a fellow comic that I haven't heard of like someone like I haven't uh, listened to any Cheech and Chong <sighs> because of that reaction. I didn't I didn't want to do that to you. That's no, that's fine. But you, I mean, you know, I mean, you've got you're college educated. You're a writer. It's super important. And it's and I had this discussion today. Newer gen and I have to say, like newer generations, do not have to know what came before them. They don't have to know the evolution of something because it's right in front of them now. And if they need to know the evolution, they can always just find it whenever. So, in fact, they never do. So, but if you've never listened to Lenny Bruce, I would recommend that. I would listen to Richard Pryor, uh, to Red Skelton, to Jonathan Winters. Um, uh, let's see who else. Um, uh, why can't I? Well, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, Sanford from Fred Sanford's son. Uh, uh, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Son of a bitch. Somebody help me with that, my listeners. Let's just, I've been listening to Cheech and Chong since I was six, one year after I started smoking pot. Red Fox, that's the name. Thank you, Lackey. Thank you, Jason. Red Fox. Why could I not come up with Red Fox? I had Red Skelton, but I couldn't come up with Red Fox. Anyway, but I would listen to all that stuff because it's brilliant. It's brilliant stuff. Um, you know, uh, Smothers Brothers, early Smothers Brothers stuff. And it seems very dated, but the techniques, the setups, the their timing, uh, Bob Newhart especially, just brilliant. I would I would totally what you're not drinking, are you? No, I'm not drinking. Not tonight. I'm not it's we're possibly gonna get six to eight to nothing. I don't know what's gonna happen. But anyway, this is the game. So now we get a lot of listeners and my chat is working, which is great. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you a clue about a famous David. And you have to tell me the 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 David's name. So if I said late night and the late show, this is the example. Late mm-hmm. night and the late show, what famous David would that be? I would say David Letterman. That would be David Letterman. So if you get that right, which you did, you would just get this. Yeah! <laughs> which is what we use for the David Duchovny. Because <laughs> 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 it's anyway. So these are these might be a little out of your time frame because I purposely did. I'm like David's young. He's a young guy. And he may not get all these references, but I think it's going to be fun anyway. So here's what we get. Now, you and I are speaking via Facebook Messenger, so our conversation is virtually instantaneous, whereas my listeners are listening through the internet, so they may be experiencing a delay from four to eight seconds. Some a little quicker, some a little longer, but that's the delay. So your disadvantage is there's more of them than of you, but the advantage that you have is you're quicker. So... 
As soon as you get it, you can just blurt it out. Now, there are five, and it's going to be super easy. Are you ready to play? All right. You got me when you said super easy. Okay. <laughs> so here's the, here's the first one. Oh, it's this. Uh, now they're just writing famous Davids. <laughs> they're just they're typing in all these famous David Davids. If, uh, how, how about I said this? Leader of the Branch Davidians. I don't even know who the Branch Davidians are. Well, <laughs> you know, it's it happened. Well, it happened in the past uh, thirty years. Uh, D- David Koresh is correct. He was killed. He was when they, they assaulted him in Waco, Texas. All right, all right I'm learning tonight. <laughs> Here's something you may not know. They called them the Branch Davidians because they were followers of David. So they're Davidians. Oh, now I know what to call my future followers. There you go. See, now it helps out. But because you got the answer wrong, you are going to get the incorrect. Dave's not here. Now nah, you got that wrong. So the, that's the first one wrong. So you got to be good. There's only five. Koresh, Koresh, Koresh. Everybody's writing Koresh. Here we go. Second one. Son of Sam. Serial oh, killer. I know that. Serial killer. I know. I know. I know it. I've seen it like. I didn't see the movie, but I saw the part of the movie where John Leguizamo's in it, <laughs> and I don't. <laughs> well, Jason beat you to the point. It's David Berkowitz. All right. Son I graduated of... uh, May, so at least the education doesn't stop. There you go. All right, so you got that one incorrect, so I'm going to give you this. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so you got that one. So you're down two. You got you to gotta sweep now. Here we go. If I said... World famous magician David Blaine. <laughs> World famous magician. Older than that. Oh, no. Dated Claudia Schiffer. I know that I. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I didn't even want to cheat. Like I thought of just putting the computer in front of me. No. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? If I said a Charles Dickens novel. <laughs> Everybody's got it before you, by the way. Hard times, yeah. <laughs> How about David Copperfield? Oh, jeez. Yes. <laughs> I listen. I listened to him on a podcast, and I should have been able to come up with that. I went to Vegas a few months ago. I feel like I should have had it, but <laughs> well, since since you got that one wrong as well, right. let's hear the sound effect. Dave's not here. Dave's Something. not here. There you go. That's all right. How about this one? Director of The Fighter and American Hustle. He's a total douchebag. <laughs> Please get this one. You get I know, right? You would think the film guy would get it. And, y- yeah. And it's not going to happen. I hope the next one's David Ortiz or else I'm, I'm out. No, it was, I, already got, I already played a David Ortiz. But nobody's, nobody's put it in yet. Uh, the f- uh, famous director for The Fighter and American Hustle. Oh, geez. if I said, oh, and now, no, it's not no, going to nothing. David O. Russell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. I love these fucking gays, but you got it wrong. David, my kids would simply kill me if you go sign a cooking for them. <laughs> there we go. All right. Now you. You must get this one. You absolutely must get this one. Huh. 
And I don't think I, I don't think I have this one. Here we go. I'll try this one. If I said lead singer of Van Halen and also had a solo career. You know, I've been standing for this whole podcast and <laughs> I have to sit down and defeat right now. No, you really? It was, I, yeah, I really do. <laughs> it was I've been playing all his sound bites. It's David Lee Roth. Hey! There we go. It's, I haven't had my listener, my guest, be beaten this badly in forever. <laughs> but it was completely worth it. So let me do this. Let's take our third and final break. I'm going to tabulate the scores. It won't take that long. And when we come back, we're going to talk to David, and he's going to tell us about his first time, his best time, and his worst time on stage, and also tell us where we're going to, he's going to be performing. You're listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scully. And still on the Facebook Messenger is David McLaughlin. And again, free stalk him on Twitter, Instagram, and through his website, David McLaughlin. It's MC Laugh In Comedy. That's the best way to remember it. MC Laugh In. <laughs> if you ever had a street name, that would be it, David. MC Laugh In. Uh, and, you know, on the website, too, I, I highlight the, the word laugh in there. Yes, yes, and through your website, that's fantastic. But, again, it, through Twitter and Instagram, it's actually spelled Mick Gloth, G-L-O-F-F-L-I-N, and it's only because there's some douchebag out there who's got his fucking name, and that's the whole fucking thing. But I tabulated all the scores. <laughs> you, you, unfortunately, is completely swept by my audience and there's only two people chiming in but you got swept so you get this wrong sir wrong you get nothing you lose <laughs> good day sir good day so so before we let you go david and again it's been a pleasure having you on and uh we, we we're gonna see you around town i hope uh we'll get to work together on a stage sometime but before we let you go please tell me and my lovely lot uh, my lovely audience about your first time, your best time, and your worst times on stage. And please do them in that order because it builds the funny part because the most miserable thing happens at the end, which comedy loves misery. So let's try that. So your first time on stage, what was that like? Where was it? Um, first time, it was May 2014. I took the train into the city with like a bunch of friends to go do the comedy lottery at Improv Boston back when it was on the main room. And... Because it's the lottery, I didn't know when I was going up, but I had prepared stand-up for, like, probably... I was writing for years, just trying to write little bits, and I was finally happy with five minutes. So I went up there, and I got to do a joke about how some kid pulled my pants down during baseball tryouts, and then his dad 
uh, killed himself. And I said, we're even now. That's oh. the, the short version of the joke. <laughs> and that was the first uh, first laugh I ever got on stage. Oh, that's fucking dark, man. I love it. That took balls to do that for the first time. It's freaking dark, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, so that got you hooked. Now you you mm-hmm. now you had a relatively short career as of now, but please mm-hmm. uh, tell us about what if not the best one of the best times you ever had on stage. Uh, definitely December of 2017. I got to do the last ever Thursday show at the Comedy Studios Harvard Square location, and like that was great. I had some friends from out of town. That's actually where the clip. Uh, you played earlier was from it was from that very show yeah and that's the same video you submitted for the salem comedy spirits festival and that's what got you in the festival because it was very funny mm-hmm. which led me to this podcast today yeah i mean it's just climbing you're it's, it's not, you're, you're kind of flatlining at this point david i'll be honest with you <laughs> don't, don't participate with me anymore if you can get far away from me that probably is the best and it's just gonna get better well, since you're on a since you're not a do- downward spiral, you're kind of flatlining, especially with me. But I'll tell you what: we've heard about your first time, we've heard about your best time. Now, please tell us about your worst time because I enjoy hearing about that from other comics. I was doing. Uh, I got to go laugh Boston off my Gong Show back when, like, I was like starting to really get into stand up, and the gong show like pretty much people can shake these beads to get you off stage Uh (laughs) and it was one of those shows they started with like a headliner then a feature and then the actual contest started and i was ninth out of tenth which is not important except for me trying to give an excuse for why i did so bad I got like a minute and a half into my material and like it was just a chorus of beads shaking. <laughs> and they there's just like nothing like the sound of a gong to tell you to leave. And it was like it was worse too is cuz like I was talking to some of the audience before the show cuz some of them stuck around from the one before. And like they're saying how they how much they love comedy and everything, and I was giving them recommendations of other shows to go to. And then I get off stage, and I can hear some woman yell, "Was he the last one?" Oh my gosh! <laughs> so what what made it so bad? What happened? Did you do different jokes, or is it just? Uh, I think it was a mix of just not being experienced. So like I probably should have talked to the crowd and addressed them being tired because they were like either on their phones or kind of nodding out at that point and then i was probably starting like i was doing the thing where a lot of comics do they have like one-liners but they almost like they pretty much do a really good stephen wright impression where it's just a bunch of like one-liners strung together very low energy did which it so- is not what they wanted did it sound like Wednesday this day at 10 p.m Yes, it sounded exactly like that. I'm actually, my hand's shaking from PTSD from it. <laughs> really? Usually I like the sounds of beads, but... <laughs> but yeah, they're always like associated with like Mardi Gras and partying and happiness. But... Yeah. It's just it's terrible. Because like getting beat up with a balloon, you're like, oh, this is supposed to make me feel happy. <laughs> oh my gosh. When you hit him with a balloon. Oh my God. God, that's funny. Oh my god. So it's it's only gonna get better from here. But <laughs> this is fucking you got 
Fuck it. I've been I, I I've never been booed off stage, but I can't imagine being beaded off stage. <laughs> Oh, Lackey just uh, one of my listeners, a uh, really, a uh, really funny guy. He's got his own show on Mixler as well. Um, he said that's a good line. Beat it with a balloon. So you write, <laughs> you write down that line because that's gonna at some point you're gonna tell that story and it's gonna be one of the funniest jokes you're ever gonna have. I would imagine so. But I'll tell you what, David. Uh, thank you so much for being part of the show. And before I let you go, what do you got coming up? And uh, how can the how can my listeners um, check you out and and uh, see where they come to the shows? So, what shows you got coming up? Um, I got a couple shows coming up at comic books places. I got April sixth and April seventh. I'll be at Hub Comics for the Comedy Studio pop up show in Union Square. And then uh, after that, like the very next day, I'll be at Kamikaze April seventh. And I'm kind of producing the show with another comic um that's kind of like a mix of nerd culture and stand-up oh and let me know about that dude i'm into it i i still have all my comic books i'm like one of the biggest fucking uh, you can't ask me anything about comics any superhero other than dc i fucking hate dc but (laughs) (laughs) i'm totally no i'm talking about the most bizarre things i had shogun warrior comic books micronauts alien uh, alien legion i like fucking stuff from like early 80s really good comic writing and good artwork but yeah man i'm fucking i love comic books comedy at a comic book show it sounds really cool so and those two shows are coming up in april uh, yep, April 6th and 7th. I'll probably post about them on like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, any of that. Oh, there you go. So you got to so again, another reason to freestock them so you go see them. So it's uh it's just fantastic. But David, thanks so much for being part of the show. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me on. Oh my god, and I hope uh, I hope we get to work together on stage very soon and uh and I know you've had some issues personally. I hope everything gets better for you and I I you know, you're a really good kid, you're a really funny comic. I just hope everything, you know, continues to go up, up, up. As long as you don't get those fucking beads, man. Get away from the beads. <laughs> so Thank you so much, Mark. All right, well you have a good night, man. You too. All right. Good night. Good night. David McLaughlin, everybody. David McLaughlin. So funny. Fucking hit with a balloon. It's like getting hit with a balloon. <laughs> yeah, you, you quote him. Yeah, you know something? It's, uh, it, civilians can quote comics all the time, and they're never accused of hacking, but uh, certainly comics can't do that, you know, which I don't understand because there are cover bands, but there's not a cover comic. Anyway. So let me tell you where I'm going to be this coming weekend. Uh, tomorrow morning, very early, I have a corporate event in Boston. It's going to go from about 6 to 12. Uh, it's a team-building event, and then hopefully I'll do something a little different. And But Thursday night, tomorrow night, I'm off. And then Friday and Saturday night, I will be at the Kowloon and Saugus Maths. And Saturday night, Patty Ross from the Three Stooges, from Grown Ups. She's going to be on that show Saturday night with me. And then Sunday, I'll be doing the open mic showcase at Oscars Pinatas in Tewksbury. So as always, if you want to be a guest, question, comments, anything like that, email the show radioirregardless at gmail.com. Call the hotline 978-219-9294. Hey, next week, the Easter show. It's going to be fantastic. Guys, be safe, and we'll see you all next week. This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. 
The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuis. All music and audio clips used, property of their respective copyright owners. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises. And copyrighted 2018, all rights reserved. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello. Testing one, two, three.